your ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we proudly bring to you the New Age Footballers. I'm Jay, he's Dustin, and for the dozens and dozens of New Age Footballers fans out there, this is the Redhead Zone. Dustin, you ready? I've been waiting for this episode for a long time. That's right. And just so everyone knows, we talked about finishing out the NFC, but we decided we just can't wait anymore. Can't wait. Don't even, don't, don't bring Bart Scott in here like that. That's my job. You can't do that. But we couldn't wait. It's the draft episode. We got a week to go before the draft, a week and a day at the time that we're recording this. And uh, we just couldn't take it anymore. So we're going to do the draft episode. And then we'll wrap up with the NFC, maybe even, maybe even after the draft. So we could talk about who they drafted, a little, a little bonus for the Super Bowl champs, their division, and the NFC West as well. Nice. Dustin, I freaking love the draft. Uh, who doesn't? Uh, I just want to point this out. For anyone who wants to, like, mess around mock drafts, there's a really good website. It's called thedraftnetwork.com. You could actually do your own mocks on it. So it helps, you know, instead of driving yourself crazy trying to do mocks, it's pretty cool. I've been playing with it. I'm actually going to use it here so I don't lose track of picks. I've been preparing for this draft for a week, and you wait until now to mention this? How competitive are you? Gotta get the edge, man. I'm going to my – it's what I want here. Competitive guy in the world. Uh, I'm pumped, man. I got, like, five different printouts here. I got my phone ready. I didn't know how I was going to approach this. It's like a fantasy draft. That's what it feels like right now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You get to pick from, you know, we're going to do – we're going to alternate the rounds. Uh I'm excited. I'll alternate the picks. So I'll have the odd picks. You'll have the even picks. What yep. do you want to do for trades? We'll do one each. All right. We have one have each. Do it. It's just I feel like there's going to be a couple trades this year, quite a few. Trades are impossible to predict in the draft. It's it's really hard. And uh, last year was weird because there were – I feel like there were less trades last year because of COVID. I kind of wish they stuck with the format last year with the at-home stuff. But I guess they're going back this year. Hey man, we gotta we gotta bring back some originality in this world. So, I mean, I'm I, it makes everything feels normal with you know people and last year. Was I just kind had of WrestleMania re- with with hundreds of thousands of fans. I'm good. Yeah, it was great. I mean, last year the draft was very weird. You're watching Roger Goodell fall asleep on screen eating M&Ms. <laughs> all the time. Uh, not for me. No, you didn't like seeing Bill Belichick's dog. No. <laughs> Maybe that was Stevie's dog. I'm not sure. Yeah. But all right, man. Enough of the small talk. Let's jump Hold right on. in. I just want to say one thing about this draft this year. Sure. So usually there's <clears throat> there's a lot of things that we usually don't know. I feel like in years past, this year, I feel like this is more unknown than we've ever seen before. Because, you know, preparing yourselves to do your own mocks at home or even what we're doing here. There's a lot of players that opted out in 2020, so there's not a yeah. lot of film. So there's made a lot it really of, hard. Made it very hard. And listen, all the stuff that comes out of my mouth is all my own projections, my, you know, 
forecast for what I think is going to happen with these players. But there's a lot of I hear generational talent a lot in this draft. I feel every like year. This year is a little crazy. It's getting thrown out there a lot. So I just telling people who are you know really into the draft, just be careful of all the stuff that you're going to hear because everything that's going into this draft that people like me and you that do podcasts, whatever we do, blogs and stuff like that. The stuff that you're reading is there's a lot of, you know what I'm going to say. I do know what you're going to say. Smoke and mirrors, mirrors, maybe. (laughs) Every year. And it starts at the number three pick. It does. And uh, I'm really happy I have the number three pick. I have a lot to say there because I think there's been a lot of smoke and mirrors. I think I'm starting to see that you and I agree about that. Should we jump right in? Let's go. Number one pick, the Jaguars and Urban Meyer are on the board. Curveball, they're going to let Trevor Lawrence go to the Jets. No, they're not. The pick is obviously Trevor Lawrence. You know, Dustin, I, as a Jets fan, and you know how I am as a Jets fan, like most Jets fans, I've been trying to convince myself for the last few months that I'm super stoked about Zach Wilson, and I am, uh, that he could be really great, and he could be. But the more draft research I do, and I didn't do too much on Trevor Lawrence, obviously, because we know he's the pick, but man, everything I see about him and I watch him play, there's a reason he's the number one pick without question. I, he has no weaknesses from what I see. He's only going to get better. I think he's the best we prospect since Andrew Luck. I think that, look, even in Andrew Luck's draft, Russell Wilson was the best quarterback to come out of that draft. But, and, but that was a risk that the Seahawks took that really paid off. Andrew Luck was not a risk. You knew he was going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback and that's what the Jaguars are getting here with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and they definitely paid the price to get that pick. So I can't believe the Jets won those games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I, I'm pretty sure they gave him the playbook, right? Something I heard that the other day. It could be a, a fake rumor, but, I mean, yeah, he's he's the number one pick. Uh, it's clear as day. Um, Urban Meyer probably took the job because they had the number one pick. Definitely. <clears throat> definitely took the job because of Trevor Lawrence. By the way, do you know Jaguars fans all got together and started buying him wedding gifts for his wedding? They got him a toaster oven that's like basically a Tesla for a toaster oven. It, it's just insane. And I think he donated it. And he's already started donating to, uh, you know, all kinds of Jacksonville charities and things like that. So I don't know. It'd be really awkward if they don't take him now. But, uh, but all kidding aside. He's a Jaguar. He's a Jaguar. Congratulations, Jaguars. Adam Gase, you had to give us one more gift on your way out. Well, Adam Gase is out of town, and I am now Joe Douglas, and I'm on the clock. And another pretty much a sure thing, the Jets select Zach Wilson, BYU quarterback. Let's go! And Zach Wilson is a bit of a a mystery to some, but uh, I'm going to be very careful when I talk about Zach Wilson. When I watch this film, I see a lot of resemblance of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But I, I only see the way he moves, the way he's in the pocket, the way he throws his ball. Arm angles. He, he shows glimpses of Mahomes. So I'm not saying he's anything like Patrick Mahomes as far as talent-wise, but I feel like his ceiling is the highest in this draft. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's... He's a tall dude. He can wing it. He's got a high football IQ. He's got a winning pedigree coming behind him. 
Zach Wilson is a mystery. He could even fall flat on his face or he could become the next thing. And when you see things like that on film, the, the, act, the, the way he plays and stuff like that, you know, this could be some, this could be a special talent. So I think that is making this an easy choice for the Jets. Obviously, they already made their choice, supposedly we think. But in this draft, we did. We took, uh, we took Zach Wilson, and this is a new regime here, and we're going to roll with this. And this is the beginning of the Joe Douglas and Robert Sala regime. J-E-T-S. Let's go Jets, baby. Third pick, the San Francisco... 49ers. I, I think this is the most fun pick in the draft. I know you and I are both going to have things to say about this. Everyone says from when it happened, it's for Mac Jones. And I think this was a masterful smoke and mirror operation to deceive everyone. Uh, from, I think this for a few reasons. Look, Mac Jones played well in a amazing situation at Alabama. The 49ers gave up so much to get to that number three pick. I think there's a good chance Mac Jones would have been there. We'll see how our draft falls. But I think Mac Jones may have been there at their original pick. So when you give up that much to trade into the top three, I think it's for a supreme physical talent. That is not Mac Jones. He is great with accuracy and within, I don't know, 10 to 15 yards. And everyone says Shanahan loves accuracy. And I get that. But I just don't think you give up those type of assets to trade into the top three for someone with Mac Jones' physical traits. Yes, Mac Jones can succeed in a good situation. The 49ers, I would certainly call a good situation. I, I just don't see that as the pick here. So... I really struggled with this. I'm going back and forth. I never actually decided which way I'm going to go with this pick. So you and I could talk about it. Mm. I think I'm going to go Trey Lance. Oh. I think I wanted to go Fields because Fields is the better player. But Trey Lance. Is the pick in? The pick is in? The pick is in. Trey Lance has those unbelievable, unbelievable physical traits. He could sit for a year behind Garoppolo. And 49ers listen, fans. I, I, you know, I know 49ers fans are, um, I, look, I don't really love Trey Lance. I just think that, I don't know. I think that Shanahan is going to be just enamored with his skill set and to think, hey, I don't need him to start this year. I can play with Garoppolo this year and start Lance next year after having a year to work with him. I can make Trey Lance into a great player. And I think Justin Fields is the best quarterback remaining on this board after Lawrence and Wilson, but I don't know if he has the same type of ceiling that Lance does, and I think that's what the 49ers are going with with the third pick. I've already said too much. What, what do you think? Uh, well, so I guess you're sticking with Garoppolo then as your quarterback. Four year. Four year. So, so the thing with, with Trey Lance is, yes, the, he's, he's, a, he's a physical beast. He's an, a very athletic quarterback. Um, the only knock I have on with him being picked over the J Justin Fields and even Mac Jones is he is the rawest talent out of the bunch. So if you are a team like the 49ers who are surrounded by such talent, um, if, it, if Garoppolo doesn't perform and you look to Trey Lance, I don't see him getting them where they need to be as, as a contender. 
that's my knock. So I was hoping you went with Justin Fields because I feel like he has uh, the most talent and also he could probably do more in year one than um, Lance can. Not to say that Lance is not talented and not to say that he can't succeed in year one. It's going to take a lot of work. Also, he's a totally different quarterback than Garoppolo. And a lot of the stuff I saw from Trey Lance, from what I did see, I'm pretty sure he's a converted wide receiver to quarterback also. So there's a lot of there's a lot of run first. He has a cannon, but there's a there's a lot of running in his offense. He doesn't Shanahan really, said he wants a running quarterback, by the that's way. That's fine. He doesn't look to throw. So I mean he he has some work to do on his pocket presence. He has some work to do on him scanning the field. Uh, I know a lot of his plays at North Dakota State were designed one reads and, and pull pull down and go. So but from the throws that I did see him make, you know, he has a hell of an arm, uh, and he's got hell of hell of a lot of agility to go along with that arm. So he could be something special. But like you originally said, when you make a trade like that, usually you trade up to draft someone like maybe a Justin Fields. I think Trey Lance might slide a little bit unless someone jumps up to this next pick, which I'm going to make for the Falcons. I thought about trading the pick, but. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I could trade for the pick. No, you can't. You're not on the clock. Oh, but I can't trade for your picks? No, you ain't oh, a... man. The Broncos are so pissed off you right now. You trade out of a pick. Oh, no, you can't trade out. You got to trade up. Hey, whatever. It doesn't matter. All right, make your pick. But I just want you to know that the Broncos were ringing your phone off the hook to try to get a quarterback here. Well, we only and... do faxes here in Atlanta, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much, so. Oh, man, I'm not right. happy about that, but make your pick. So here's my here's my take on Atlanta's draft stock here at four. Um, I don't see Matt Ryan going anywhere, and I understand that – geez, he just made it a lot harder, actually. He's going to be there this year and next year based on that contract. Okay, so this is what we're going to do here. Atlanta. Sure you don't want to trade back? You're not going back that far. No. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts from Florida. That's, that's the right pick. Uh, what we're going to do here in Atlanta this year, we're going to stack our offense. We're going to fix our red zone issues. Uh, so now when we get inside the 20s, we are going to have Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones on the field and see if you could stop it. So if Matt Ryan can't do it with these three, then it might be time to send Matt Ryan off. Uh, I thought about taking Justin Fields there because I didn't expect him to be there. I thought you would have picked him, but I'm going to stick with Pitts. We'll stick with the number four. I know a lot of people are saying, you know, the Falcons might not be in position to take a quarterback in the future, but they're also in a win now mode. Um, we also have a new head coach here, Arthur Smith, who's a former tight ends coach. So I'm sure he'd love to get his hands on Kyle Pitts. And uh, did you know his dad is the founder of FedEx? I did know that. He uh, is a great thing about Arthur Smith. Grandfather. No, I think it's maybe his grandfather started it, but his dad is running the company, I believe. And it just goes to show you this guy is so passionate about football. He can do anything he wants in this world with all the money in the world. And he decided to be an area scout or an assistant or wherever he started at the bottom and work his way all the way up to being a head coach. And for someone to be that rich, as I'm sure he is, and for the players to still love him the way they do. You know, I don't know how it's going to work out as head coach. I have 
conflicting feelings about it, but clearly uh, an impressive dude either way. Uh, you know, on the pick, I, I like the pick because, man, players like Dennis Pitt. Uh, wow, I almost said Dennis. Dennis Pitt. That, wow. That's not as good as, as Kyle Pitts. Yeah, and I'm a Gator, so go figure. But, you know, players like Pitts just, just do not come along. You know, not I only talk about my pick, actually. Yeah, I mean, not only is he such a physical it. freak. Uh, we'll go back and forth. But not only is he such a physical freak, but he's one of those guys that he's also a great football player. And you just – it's really hard unless you absolutely need a quarterback like everyone – every team in the draft right before the Falcons picked here did. You just can't let a talent like this go. So I think he is a top five pick. I think someone may even trade with the Falcons to take Pitts, if not a quarterback. Uh, I think he's well-deserving of going in this top five. I just don't think that it would be smart on their part to move back because he's there. He's going to be there. So why not just take him, you know, and, you know, if he, if he was a wide receiver in this class, he would be right up there with the top three. That's how, I good, agree. That's how good he is. So yeah. I'm not usually a guy to take a tight end in the top 10 ever or even the top 15. But it's not about the position here. Exactly. He's going he's gonna to be planked out wide more often than not. And to put him out there with the, with the receivers that they have there now, lights out. Yeah, and, and also keep in mind, you know, you said something interesting about the Falcons, and we're spending a lot of time on the early picks, and we'll pick up some steam here. But, you know, with the Falcons, they are in win now, even though the team doesn't seem that good. You know, they did that contract extension or retooling or whatever they did with Matt Ryan. He's definitely going to be here this year and next because of that. So it's not even like you're going to take a quarterback and they're going to sit for one year. I mean, Matt Ryan is going to be on this team making a lot of money for the next two years. And I don't think Arthur Smith wants to start his career with his number one pick being someone that he's not going to see play for a long time. I think he wants to see improvement right away. And, man, Pitts can really give that to them. Okay, Bengals fans. So this was a little bit of a difficult pick as far as what I think the Bengals are going to do. I know what they should do. I am concerned. I'm not going to mess up your draft board. Don't worry. I am taking Penny Sewell, offensive tackle from Oregon, He's going to be a fantastic player in this league. The Bengals need offensive linemen, but I got to tell you, I'm scared they're going to take a wide receiver. And they could use one, but, you know, they took T. Higgins last year. I know that Burrow really wants a receiver. I know he's been really good at getting rid of the football quick, so he doesn't think he needs a an amazing offensive line. But guess what? He's saying that all while he's rehabbing a shredded leg like you said, his leg almost just came straight off his body. So yeah. the Bengals cannot risk getting their star quarterback hurt again. They have to take what could have been, arguably, if there weren't quarterbacks to go, the number one or number two pick in this draft in Penny Sewell. Yeah, Penny Sewell uh, is a physical freak. Uh, the way he moves for his size, something you don't see. Um, he's exceptional run blocker, holds his own in the pass blocking. And, yeah, they cannot pass him up. I agree with you, Pick. I, if they take a receiver, man, I, I just don't get it. This, and this, is a, this is a deep offensive lineman uh, draft, but this is also a deep wide receiver draft. So it, it really wouldn't – that wouldn't make any sense. And like you said, Burrow is literally currently rehabbing right now. He is your future. He's everything you've worked so hard for. Uh, to get and 
he's there. Of course, so you have to sucks so much for. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. But he's <laughs> he's the guy, and you have to protect him. He, to me, Joe Burrow is a once in a lifetime talent. I agree. Uh, I think he's better than Trevor Lawrence. Wow. And, sorry. Yeah, I do. And <clears throat> you have. I don't to, know if he was a better prospect, but I think he is a better quarterback. If that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's what I meant to say. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been touted as number one pick since he came to to college. So absolutely. So, yeah, but, yeah, Penny Sewell all the way. So, uh, here's an interesting pick, number six. Uh, don't, don't make that pick yet. What's I'll up? tell you why, unless you got something in mind. I think that maybe you, Dolphins general manager Greer, were hoping in this trade-up that you were going to get Pitts. He's not there. I know there's some players you may want there, but it's me, the Broncos. I'm calling. Would you want to – pick up a first rounder next year, get that first rounder back, maybe more and move back only to slot nine. We'll take it. Oh, hell yeah. Denver Broncos fans. We talked about it on the AFC West podcast. You guys have a really good team. Drew Locke freaking sucks. I don't care what anyone says. So the, the I'm so pumped. The Broncos move up. They're taking Justin Fields. He's off the board. And John Elway is ecstatic. Horse face? The horse face is a hollering right now for sure. Thanks for the trade-up, buddy. I was really pumped about that one. All right. Well, yeah, uh, go in on your pick. Let's see what you got to say about field. You know, listen. I, Ohio I, State quarterback. Ohio State quarterbacks. You heard Dustin you say it. Never win. They, they just, they don't seem to pan out. And I, that's such hyperbole. So I don't even want to say that. But I want to talk about Fields, the player. I think he's a good player. I think he does a lot of things well. I just, I, I'm having trouble projecting greatness from him. And, you know, by the way, he runs a 4-4-3. I, I didn't know that. So when I was saying Shanahan wants a running quarterback, my, my third pick was really a 50-50 between Fields and Trey Lance. So Fields could easily be the pick there. But, you know, for the Broncos, I, I think Fields gives them a much better passer of the football. They have elite weapons on the team at the two receivers and the tight end position. And, look, I think he's a good player. And he could be very good. And I don't know. Who knows? He could be great. I don't personally see it. And I think there's a reason talents like Zach Wilson that probably should not have jumped him from a physical perspective did jump him. And I, uh, I think, however, though, here's what I'll say. I don't know if he's going to be great, but I've said this on the podcast over and over again. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. The Broncos have a few other needs that they would love to address here but they need a quarterback. They have a good team. Go get your quarterback. And, yeah, you're right. If you need, if you want that quarterback, you're going to have to move up because I was actually going to move up in this draft uh, later to pick Trey Lance, but I'm not doing that now. So I've ruined that for you. What I'll say about Fields is he's incredibly accurate. Um, he's got – he can move. Uh, he's got a nice ball. The only bad thing I have about Justin Fields that worries me a little bit more is when watching him play <clears throat> at Ohio State for the games that I've watched him play, he reminded me of a little bit of a Baker Mayfield, which is not a bad thing, but it's a bad thing in a sense when Baker Mayfield entered the NFL, he didn't have the pockets that he had in college. And that was one of my biggest uh, fears when Baker was being touted as the number one pick, which he was. He wasn't able to 
play the same way when his pockets were a lot, you know, they weren't open as, as for the same amount of time as they were at Oklahoma. And I see a lot of that in fields. Uh, his pocket awareness is a little worrisome right now. It's something he's going like that to work on. Um, but I would have taken him at three uh, if I was the Niners, just because I think he's a little bit better than the other two right now. As far as the future, right. I, I don't know where him, Lance, and Mac Jones will fall. Who knows with these quarterbacks coming to the NFL? It all really, it all really boils down to where they end up, who who's blocking in front of them, and most importantly, who's coaching. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I I do agree with it. I mean, the, the Broncos roster is completely loaded with talent, and the only thing they are missing is a quarterback to just put them in the playoffs already. Uh, and John Elway has. Swung and missed quite a few times now. So here we go again. Absolutely. So I don't want to mess things up. So you're going to keep going on this because you got to keep Yeah, I probably should have traded up for the pick and then given it to you. But obviously, Fields was the pick there for the trade up. And the Detroit Lions are on the clock and they have to be ecstatic that the Dolphins traded back because I think that if the Dolphins stayed there after missing out on Pitts, they were going to take Jamar Chase out of LSU. But now with the trade back, Chase is on the board. The Lions, as we all know, love taking these big, physical, fast wide receivers in the top 10, and they're going to do it again here with Jamar Chase. They lost Galladay. We said it on the last podcast. This receiver room for Detroit is not just the worst receiver group in the league, which they are. They are arguably the worst starting group of any position on any team. So not only is Jamar Chase arguably the top player on everyone's board right now, but he is far and away the Lions' top need. They're going to give Goff a big body, uh, not just Goff, but whoever their future quarterback is. I don't think the Lions need to force a quarterback pick here. I think they're going to have a pretty rough year and may even have a higher pick next year than they have this year. So uh, I think it's a good move here to get a young receiver for Goff and also for that next quarterback that's probably going to be here next year. Absolutely. They have to take uh, one of the receivers. And I think Jamar Chase fits the bill. Uh, he's he's very he's bigger than the other two uh, <clears throat> potential uh, first first overall wide receiver picks in this draft. Um, he's a physical talent. He's definitely the best deep threat out of all three. He's fast. He high points the ball very well. Um, the only thing that I didn't like about him, which will probably get better at, is if he plays to get man, man coverage. Um, sorry, press man coverage when they bump him at the line. Sometimes I see him struggle getting off the line a little bit, but I think he'll be able to handle that with no problem. Uh, he's an all-world talent. Um, I think this is a perfect pick. And if he's there and Detroit's on the clock, they pretty much have to take him. Otherwise, I think they'll hear a lot of boos. Uh, in Detroit uh, with, and that's not a good way to start your, you know, brand new season with the new GM and the new coach. But can Chase bite off kneecaps? That's what Dan Campbell needs to know. And he's going to draft them there if he's there and they will find out. So up to you, man, with the Carolina Panthers. Everyone was wondering if they were going to trade up for a quarterback. They Now they we know they have Sam Darnold, so that's not going to happen. By the way, I think it's a decent move for them. I mean, I don't really like Sam Darnold, but I, here's a question for you. Where do you think Darnold would have gone in this draft class? Coming out of college? Coming out of college. You don't see anything in the NFL because it's Adam Gase. So just throw those years away. 
probably second to the Jets. I think he's. I think he would be. He could be second. I think maybe third after Zach Wilson, but I definitely think he's ahead of Fields coming out of college. I think sure. he's definitely, obviously, ahead of Lance and Mac Jones. Then, so look, I think the Panthers realize that if they're not going to get Zach Wilson or Lawrence, that this is probably the next best thing. And you're starting over anyway. You're basically taking him out of college because Adam Gase did not do anything with him. So you have Sam Darnold. I wanted to get that point in there, but Carolina Panthers, you are on the clock. Yep. And we just traded for Sam Darnold, as you mentioned, and now we're going to protect Sam Darnold when he gets on the field on something unlike the Jets were able to do. Uh, so we're going to select Christian Darasaw from Virginia Tech, offensive tackle. Wow, okay. Some might consider this a bit of a reach, but I will strongly disagree. And this is where this is where the draft will get interesting. It might get interesting earlier, but – there's a lot of unknown out there. And there's one thing I'm going to say about Christian Darasol. He's probably the best pass protector in this draft. And they have a hole at left tackle in Carolina right now. He's the guy that will step in right away and play left tackle. Now, Panay Sewell probably won't be here at eight. But honestly, I honest, as of right now, I think Darasol is a better pass protector than Sewell. So with Darasol's big frame, he's got long arms. He's pretty much a brick wall that sits on the left side and nobody gets by him in pass protection. He actually didn't let up one QB hit last year in college. So it's an amazing stat. So um, that's who we're taking. And <clears throat> they maybe could have traded back, but I think at this point in the draft, missing out on this opportunity uh, would be kind of foolish because there's a couple teams that picked right after the Panthers that would need a pass protector as well, and I just wouldn't miss out on taking you know, something I love about the draft is every team is doing their own due diligence on all of these players and obviously pouring a ton of resources into it. But no one knows what any other team is really thinking. There, there's a reason for all these smoke and mirrors. And smoke and mirrors. It, it's just fun to see that, you know, you only need one team to fall in love with a player and they're going to go in the first round. They're going to go earlier in the first maybe than some projected. And those lead to really fun moments in the draft. Okay, maybe not so much for Jets fans over the last 20 years when, uh, with all their boneheaded picks. But it's one of my favorite elements of the draft is when those curveballs come into play. And it just goes to show you, you just need one team to fall in love with you. It doesn't matter if 31 teams hate you. you, you I'm that still team. Get picked by that one I team. like Darisol. Yeah, look, I, I think they could have moved back and gotten them still. And I think that uh, they have a lot of needs and a move back would have been nice. But, hey, if, if you like what you got, and I have to agree with you, you already saw what Sam Darnold did with a bad offensive line. You just traded a lot of resources for him. Don't make the same mistake. So uh, I'll agree with you there. The Dolphins are now on the clock because they traded back with the Broncos. Ooh, I see the Dallas Cowboys are next. And Jerry Jones, you are not going to be happy about this. But, man, how poetic and how apropos the Dolphins are going to take Patrick Sertain, Jr., cornerback, son of a great corner that used to play for the Dolphins, Patrick Sertain, Sr. He is, in my argument, I don't know if he's the slam dunk best corner in this draft. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But I, I think he is. I think he's got great size. And I think the Dolphins have a need at corner. And this is a great pick here with the first defensive player off the board. I will say that I strongly considered 
uh, Micah Parsons here. They, they could use a linebacker. I think Parsons is a special talent, which I'm sure one of us will talk about sooner than later. But at the end of the day, the physical attributes and just the skill level from Patrick Sertain Jr., too much. Uh, Patrick Sertain is, I'm going to throw this out there, a generational talent. Wow, know, okay. Yeah. So uh, Patrick Sertain Jr. is comes from, from obviously a football family. His dad was a pro, an all-pro cornerback in the NFL. But uh, I considered taking him at four. Uh, with the Falcons. the Falcons. Wow. Okay. Uh, we've seen this happen in years past when the Browns picked uh, Denzel Ward early and it was very unexpected. I could see this at number four, but I just didn't want to pass up hits because of cornerbacks coming into the NFL sometimes have to go through a learning curve. And I just feel like the Falcons are trying to win now. Pitts might be able to help them a little bit more. Back to Patrick Sertain. This guy was a three-year starter at the, at the top college program that there is in Alabama in an NFL defensive scheme also exactly so he's shown the ability to shut down the best receivers in college football in the SEC he's he's six foot two he's got long arms you can't get by him his film is incredible uh a three-year he started at Alabama as a true freshman which is insane with because with the talent they have and yes, Jerry Jones is very upset right now because that's who I had on my list that he was going to. Sorry, play. Jerry. But we'll get into that next. But well, the other thing is he's also he wasn't tested much, but when he was tested, he shut down everybody. His average, um, I wrote it down because it was insane. His average coverage snap was 0.62 yards in the whole SEC, which is So I in think SEC. Guy, yes, in the SEC only. This guy is going to come into the league with the hit the ground running and um, what, who who would you pick? Who would you pick that with? Because you made who was that? Dolphins. Dolphins. Wow. So they, they got have, the dad and they got the son. Wow. So they're going to have. I guess this is best player available approach that you went with because now they're going to have Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and Patrick Sertain. Hey, you're in a division with Josh Allen. I mean, I guess it is BPA. I, I didn't really. I didn't really think that out so much, but, uh, you know, man, I guess I, I think they could use it. Uh, you know, I, mean, I, I think they need it. That. You know, who knows if they're going to be able to retain all those players. And listen, if, if he's the talent, like, I think he's a great talent, but if he's the talent that you think he is, how can you pass it up? Agreed. And we've seen this happen many times in the draft. Best player yeah, on your board, you just roll with it. We're already busting everyone's draft boards, buddy. Yeah, so you just busted mine, but – uh, as a cowboy, all my damn cowboys, we're gonna go, with, uh, damn we're gonna go with next man up and we're gonna take JC Horn. Uh, yeah, I'm also a huge fan of his. I he doesn't have the pedigree that Patrick Sertain does, but him playing the corner, he kind of reminds me of a little bit of a Richard Sherman type of player, the way he smothers his opponents. Uh, the nice thing about J.C. Horn is he's played against elite-level talent, and he's been put to his level. He's been put to the max. I've seen him, you know, in earlier on in his college career. He's got burned a few times, but he's learned through those mistakes, and he's played a lot better last year. Uh, he's got long arms. He's tall. Him and Sertain have uh, tall statues, and they, they, they have long arms, so they play very similar. But Sertain just shows a little bit more spark on, on film. 
but J.C. Horn has a good uh, catch-up ability to when he does get beat sometimes, he makes up for it. Um, but he's awesome. He, I don't I don't think he let up a touchdown or something crazy like that. Um, but he's he's the pick. I had him right behind Sertain. So Cowboys are happy with that. So they need to fix that secondary, and this is the pick that we're going to roll with. Yeah, I, I think Jerry would be upset if he loses out on Sertain, but but I think you're right. I, I, there's J.C. Horn's a, a fantastic prospect in his own right, and I don't see how the Cowboys cannot address that defensive backfield there. So it, I don't know if it's BPA, best player available, but it, it certainly fits a top need and and uh, a player well-deserving of a top 10 pick. So now we're on pick number 11. I'm the New York Giants, gross, puke, but I'm Dave Gettleman, which is a hard man to try to get into the mind frame of. I feel like they should trade back, but as has been publicized, Gettleman has never traded back anytime he's been a general manager. I don't think he's going to do it here. So we're not giving up the pick. Mm, I'm a little conflicted. I mean, there's a lot of good receivers on the board. And by the way, I think that how the receivers shake out might be one of the most interesting themes to follow in this draft. For sure. But, but I don't, they could use a receiver, even though they signed Galladay, they could really use a receiver. You know, they could use a corner, but. I don't think we're going to see three corners go in a row like that. I, I don't think the other guys are going to go in this spot. They, they took an offensive tackle last year. So as much as I really want to do that, I don't think teams really invest high first-round picks in the same position. They're always moving, that, moving the guard. Yeah, but, you know, you move him the guard, he's not going to want to play there. But there's, okay. not enough, there's not enough money there. You're probably not keeping him there a second contract. I'm going with the best player on the board for a position that fits their need. I don't know if he's going to go this high in real life. There's some character flaws here, but I'm going to go with Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. He is just such an unbelievable physical talent. He is the best off-ball linebacker in this draft. I know linebackers don't always go so high, but I think after this, there's just such an enormous drop-off at the linebacker position. There's some good ones there, but uh, I think this is a difference-making talent. I think he'd go to any team and have a huge impact year one. By the way, he's a great blitzer from the linebacker position. He's an amazing tackler. He really does everything well. So, you know, really just the character concerns are the only reason I think he's not a higher pick. And I think the Giants are getting a good player here. Yep, and I agree. It's a good pick. Uh, I would – definitely consider this pick if I was the Giants GM. Uh, this is the type of player that will change their defense, which is changing. It has been changing for the last couple of seasons. And as we mentioned, as I mentioned in the NFC East episode, I think this change, this defense is going to be good this year. If you had a player like that in the middle, I mean, that this is the, this is the type of player that puts you over as a, as a good, de- as a good defense in this league, their defensive line is stacked. Their corners are playing well. Their safeties can use a little work, but they're, they have some young guys over there. But Michael Parsons coming in here would be awesome for Big Blue. And I, I actually like the pick. I, I probably would have made it the same pick if I was picking that. Thanks, Dusty. That's what I do, man. I give comps. All right, man. We are now up to you. Number 12 pick, the Philadelphia Eagles. And, man, how pumped are the Eagles that the draft board fell like this? Uh, we're, we're pumped. We're pumped, man. 
you have to you have to take I mean, it. we have a lot of holes here in Philly right now. Yeah. So. Welcome to the poop show, yeah, Philadelphia. So, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go up to the podium, we're gonna put our bid in and we're gonna take oof, I don't know which one I want. Really? Yeah, we're gonna take the Heisman Trophy winner. We're gonna take the Ooh, you scared me there. I would have been so ecstatic if Smith fell, but I think we're gonna right take Devontae Smith, wide receiver out Alabama. Uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of thought maybe he would go before Jamar Chase. I, I see Devonta Smith as the number one receiver in this draft, not just because he was the Heisman winner, but his film shows a go-getter. This guy, this guy comes back to the football better than anybody else in this draft. He's I got my ball mentality. Exactly. He's got incredible hands. Uh, he's played with the best and. Uh, I think he, he can come in here and really, you know, shock this wide receiver room if Jalen Hurts can get him the ball. Um, but it's definitely a start in the right direction. Um, with him and Rager uh, running on the, on the wide receivers is, is, is a good one-two tandem. If you can, if you can break the <clears throat> wide receiver room and get starts under his belt early. But he's an amazing talent. Him in open field is dangerous. Like I already said, he high points the ball for his size, which is probably the biggest knock on him. He's a little small on the small side as far as his frame. But there's a lot of receivers that are coming to the league that are the same size these days, and I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, he can put on a little bit more weight, but he's lightning fast. He's got great hands, and he's, like we said, he's a go-getter, and we're happy with this pick. You know, I, I think he is the best wide receiver in this class right now. I think it's just the only reason he's not picked ahead of Jamar Chase is because of his size. And, you know, and maybe that's not fair that he's that he plays at this much, much lighter weight. But I think when you're in the NFL draft, it's just hard to project that because there are just not really receivers like that in the NFL thriving as number one receivers on the team. And, so it's just hard to project that. And I think that's why a guy like Chase, whose physical attributes clearly project as a number one receiver, I, I think that's what gives him that leg up. I but think, think Devontae Smith does have the ability to be a true number one, though. And like Marvin I do, Harrison, I do too. players like that were kind of small. So, Yeah, I do too. I think he's lighter than those guys, I think. But, you know, I think they said he played at 170, which is – yeah. Real slight. And listen, you know, I don't know if you're going to ask a guy like that to put on 20 pounds. I mean, maybe you do, but he was so special that, you know, like we always say, like draft a guy that you think is going to be special because of what he did special at college. And uh, look, it's the right pick. Uh, Philly fans will have to be ecstatic with this. There's not going to be a lot of excitement to watch in Philadelphia. So I think getting Smith will will help bring some of that. I'll tell you what, I think for the Chargers who are next on the clock at 13, they have a few different ways that they could go there. I think if Smith fell to them, I think that would definitely be the pick. You know, they lost Hunter Henry. Mike Williams is probably in his last year there. So they're on the verge of needing to remake that wide receiver room. Jalen Waddle's there. And I know a lot of people like him. I am personally, I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but I have conflicting thoughts on him. I don't think, I think he'd be a good fit on the Chargers because Keenan Allen can, is clearly more of that possession style guy. So to bring in Waddle to deep threat is really intriguing. But now at number 13, Rayshawn Slater is still on the board. 
you've clearly made the offensive line a priority this offseason. Uh, the Chargers have in upgrading everything they can to make sure that Herbert, who is great under pressure, is uh, better protected. I have to take Rayshon Slater here. The These offensive tackles with these physical attributes, they're just not there after round one. So if you're going to do it, now's the time, Chargers. We take Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern. Yeah, and I, I kind of was hoping you went there because they do need to protect Herbert better. Uh, we already spoke on this issue that they had last year, even though they, he had an amazing year. Uh, they just not were, they were not able to protect this kid, and they made his job harder than it should have been, even though he had amazing numbers, record-breaking numbers. To me, Slater is the fastest of the tackles that are going to come out in the first round. He gets to the second level very quick. He's a great run blocker, good pass protector. Uh, I do think he'll probably start at guard when he comes into the league, and we'll see what happens with that. But again, yeah, this team... The Chargers need to protect Herbert, and this is this is the pick I would have made for sure. Great. So, so now we are up to Minnesota. 14, the Minnesota Vikings, and I want to throw something out there for you. I've used my trade, but if you look at who's picking 15, and I'm on deck, and I'm Bill Belichick, and I'm feeling real evil right after the Vikings go, I got my dog, I got my son Stevie, uh, and I'm just hoping that I'm staying put to get someone does anyone want to trade up with the Vikings pick here? Uh, well, I had some trades in mind. Um, the problem is I had the, I had Billy taking Trey Lance moving up, but he's obviously yeah, I messed that up for not you. able to do that. So I, I don't really think they will move up to take a quarterback. But Bill Belichick likes to fool around with people, and I think other teams might start get to start to get desperate here. So. I am going to make a trade. Ooh-wee. You could take one of my teams. I see someone there that's probably itching for a trade-up. Yeah, and that's going to be the Washington football team. That's who I was looking at. They are going to move up, and they are going to take Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, everyone loves him, but he's been a bridge quarterback for the last geez, half decade or so, and he's coming here to do the same. So what better situation for Mac Jones to fall in in Washington, sit behind, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who at this point in his career will be more than happy to tutor uh, a young quarterback like that. And I think it's a perfect spot for him. This team will be a winning football team next year. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is a great mentor, in my opinion. And this would be a good spot for Mac Jones to fall in. I think it's a great spot for Mac Jones to land. We said it at the top of the draft that I think Mac Jones can be a good quarterback in a good situation. This qualifies as a good situation. If you've listened to our NFC East podcast episode, you would hear Dustin and I gushing over the Washington football team roster. They, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have a lot of fun this year with his weapons there, but they do need a long-term answer at quarterback. They have said repeatedly that they're not handing Fitzpatrick anything. I think even with Mac Jones, I think Fitzpatrick's definitely going to start the year, if not finish it. But I think this is a great landing spot for Mac Jones, and you got to be cautious with the Patriots. You know that if you're the Vic, if you're the football team, you have to imagine that the Patriots are going to take him, whether they are or not. You have to go under that assumption. So I think this is the right trade up there. For sure. So you're on the clock now at 15. All right. So I'm Bill Belichick. I didn't even want Mac Jones, 
So my smoke and mirrors and all of that stuff. Evil. Evil. Dr. Evil, Bill Belichick. Uh, So I think he pulled it off. He got everyone zigging while he's zagging. But now where is he going to go? That's the question. You know what? We're going to make a very Patriots. God, there's another player there that they would love to have, though. Mm. Nikhil Harry? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so speaking of Nikhil Harry, look, I think that they made a lot of moves to turn the worst wide receiver group I've ever seen into a wide receiver room with some established players. You know, they got Kendrick Bourne. They got Nelson Aguilar. You know, none of these guys are – number one receivers. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm not sure any of these players are number two receivers. So the Patriots really need a wide receiver. Uh Uh-oh. And there's Jalen Waddle staring me at the face. I will say the only other player I'm debating. I mean, there's a few they could go with, but Christian Barmore from Alabama is just sitting there, and he's such a great player. And it seems like a Patriots pick. And I want to pick Barmore. If I'm the GM, I'm picking Barmore. But I'm the Patriots. And what I do is whiff on first-round receivers. So I'm going to take Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. Bill Belichick loves slot receivers. This is one of the more talented receivers that can play the slot that he's seen. He's an unbelievable deep threat which I think they need to open up this offense because everyone knows they're going to run the ball. So if you want to try to space out a defense a little, you need that deep threat. And I think Waddle can do that. Now I will take off my Bill Belichick evil hat and I will put back on my redhead zone hat. The evil sweater. The the evil cutoff sweatshirt. Oh, God, I hate him His thing. It's his thing. Matt Patricia had the pencil. He tried to be like him, but but it really Bill is Belichick's Belichick. weird dude. And that's his Belichick thing. really just does what he wants to do, where everyone else just tries to be cool like Belichick, even like, though Belichick's even Belichick. not cool. So listen, Jalen Waddle. I just think you can't look at what he did in college and say, "Yep, this is what he's going to do in the in the NFL." He did not face a lot of press coverage. I don't know how he's going to handle that. And by the way. I wanted to say this before about his teammate, Devonta Smith, earlier. Devonta Smith, at that slight build, one of the best receivers in the country if you only look at plays where he's getting played uh, press coverage against. So, by the way, haters on Devonta Smith because of his his weight, press coverage is not going to be a problem for him. The thing with with Devonta Smith, though, when you watch those games, even when he was on press coverage, they couldn't even get hands on him because he's so fast. That's what I'm saying. That's why he ranked as one of the best receivers against press coverage. If you only look at those plays, he's just too fast. Waddle, I don't know how he's going to do there. I I think he had the advantage of great players around him. And I think he has a lot of really intriguing physical attributes. I just don't know if they're going to translate. We've seen guys like him in the NFL succeed, and we've seen guys like him fail. Uh, I never want to hear anyone compare a receiver to Tyreek Hill ever. Yeah. I hate when they do that. That's They're not doing that real. a lot. Yeah, they, they do it all the time now. But you want to compare him to a Deshaun Jackson? Okay, I think that's a great player. I think that's an interesting comp. I think that's why you draft him. But, you know, for every Deshaun Jackson, there's a few John Ross. John Ross. You knew I was going to say that. Yeah, I was so, waiting for him. So, listen. Nah, I, he's, he's better I, than John Ross. I, I, 
We'll see. Uh, you so know, I'm not saying he's not. What I'm saying is we don't know. So I think this is where he deserves to go because we don't know what he's going to be. And I think the Patriots have taken their chances on first round receivers and they're going to do it again here. Uh, I like the pick. Um, I was actually going to take him in Arizona, but um, yeah, Waddle is, uh, he's a question mark, um, but he has the talent to, to, the thing with Waddle, when you put him on the field with, with, a, with, a, with a stacked receiving core or, or a stacked offense like Arizona, which I'm picking with next, he changes the defense where now you have to worry because he's a lid opener. He takes the top off the defense, and now this is someone that you have to worry about along with the other guys that are on the field. Now, when you put him in New England with Cam Newton and this offense, he's going to be running these, these, you know, these cross routes with these big tight ends that they have there now. And it's a little, it's still going to be very dangerous. So the thing with in New England, with their playbooks and everything, they're, they're not the easiest playbooks to learn. They say it's the most, uh, most complex offense in the league. Exactly. So that that's the one thing that might be a little nervous with him, but he's also a very dangerous kick returner and a dangerous punt returner. So we'll bring that to them as well. But yeah, I think this is a pick that they probably would have had to go with, even though they signed, like, like you said, a bunch of guys, but Waddle's a weapon, no matter where he goes. I mean, if he'll able to do what he did, in Alabama and the NFL is only time will tell, but uh, I like the pick. He had to go at some point. He was the the big out of the big three. He's he was the third on my board as well. So, so moving on to Arizona, uh, it's funny you mentioned the two players that I was looking at for the Arizona, and we are going to oh, take don't take my guy. I gave Christian Barmore no! Alabama back to back Alabama picks. Listen, this guy is a monster among men, and someone is going to get <laughs> these hands. Uh, but, yes, no, th- this is something that Arizona looks like they're trying to uh, build a defense over there along with a, a high-powered offense. Hopefully, Kyle Merrick can make that offense go much faster this year than it did last year. Uh, he'll have a clean bill of health this year. Last year, his shoulder was a mess. But back to Barmore, this guy, if you've ever seen him, he is literally a monster. And the way he moves for being a monster is special. And I know he didn't have the greatest game. Sometimes he managed to disappear, but he really showed up in big games. And uh, when they had the college playoff games, he really crushed it. And a lot of uh, GMs are going to be looking at that game film because it was awesome. So... He's a difference maker. He's I can't get over his size and the way he moves. He's a huge, huge specimen of a person, and he's a really good pass rusher. So bringing him in there on that line to play with uh, newly acquired J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, uh, it's going to be something that I'm looking forward to seeing if they do get their hands on him. So, but someone will get these hands. Well, I, I, I think that's a great pick. I screamed no for a reason. Uh, but before I even get into that, I just look, I, I think Barmore is probably going to be the only interior defensive lineman that goes in the first round this year. I don't think it's a strong position for this draft, at least as far as the first round goes. When you typically see multiple five, four or five players on the defensive line on the interior go because of their physical stature. So I, I think this is a great pick no matter where he lands. I think wherever I think this is probably in the area of where he's going to go. And I'm not saying that anyone messed up because we've said some really good players so far before this, but but I think he should even have gone higher. I think he's really a great player. I, I love him a lot. I, I think he's going to be a difference maker. I think 
you know, the term chess piece on defense gets used a lot for those guys that can go between, uh, you know, linebacker and corner and safety or whatever the case may be. I think he's a defensive line chess piece. I think you could put him anywhere on that defensive line, and I think he will thrive. I think he's going to be great on the interior is probably where he's going to play most of his snaps. But, you know, I love a player that you can move around like that and, and with that kind of ability. So I, I think it's a great pick. The reason I scream no, so the Raiders are on the clock. Now, everywhere I'm looking is projecting an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman for this team. And I think they should go that direction. But I don't know why you would release two fantastic offensive linemen or trade or whatever they ended up doing to draft another one. It just, I'm having trouble following the logic and they really, really need offensive line, but I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think Gruden's going to do it. So, you know, especially especially with the big three off the board on offensive tackle, I mean, the, the best offensive guard is staring you in the face, but I don't think they're going to do that either. So I'm going to go with Jeremiah Owusu-Kormara out of Notre Dame, linebacker. They have a big need there, and – I don't know what you're doing, Las Vegas Raiders, but, you know, I, I think he's a good player at the linebacker. Is this your position. pick? Or, this, no, I'm saying, is this your pick or is this what you think they're going to do? Because I love this pick. I think it's both. It's, you know, I, I, I don't think, I think if one of the three offensive tackles fall, then I think they should take him. I, look, I really like Darisaw too. I just think he's the third offensive lineman. I, I think they should take him if he's there. Um, I think it's a little early for a guard. And again, I just, I don't think they're going to, I, I just, look, I think this team's going to fall apart with the offensive line this year. So I struggle to not pick an offensive lineman here, but I think he's the best player on the board. I think he fills a need. And when you have someone that is the best player available and fits your top two biggest needs, I think you take them and that's what they did here. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to call him Joke because I'll never get his name. And I think they call Young him Joke. So, but he, this kid is, uh, he, he's, I can't say he's definitely not on Michael Parsons' uh, level, but he play, he plays a different style of linebacker. He's like a hybrid linebacker, which is becoming more and more popular in today's game. With you know, you're at, a lot of these uh, coaches are asking linebackers to cover more. This guy can cover slot receivers. It's pretty impressive. Uh, the only thing is his size is a little small for a linebacker, but in today's game, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think he'll be on the field a lot. He's he's an amazing talent. He's one of those guys that reminds me of like an Isaiah Simmons, or I don't want to comp him, but I'm saying uh, the way they play, he, his, he'll fit that role of like a Harrison Smith type player where you get moved around all over the place. Uh, he's not like Harrison Smith, but he'll, he'll play a linebacker role that he has to cover a lot, but he's also a very good tackler. He knows how to get into break into zones and get skinny and tackle the ball carrier. He's just, he's just kind of all over the place. And I love the pick. I was hoping, you know, he got some respect because I don't see him a lot. Sometimes I don't see him on mocks. And this guy is definitely a first round. That's player. insane that if he's not on a first round mock because he's he's going in the first round. Yeah, he has to. Uh, so where are we at now? 18. So you're at pick number 18, Miami Dolphins. You okay, are so on the clock. And this is my, probably my favorite player in the draft. Tevin Ooh, Jenkins. Is going to be the pick. I, I, I kind of thought you were going to go with him. Uh, now, listen, 
this 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 kid is basically if you put Quentin Nelson at tackle, this is what he'd look like. Uh, Tevin Jenkins is just a very nasty individual. He plays like like he someone cursed out his parents, and the the kid is just if you watch his film, I've seen him push players back. 10, 15 yards. I've seen elbow guys on the floor. Like, this kid is awesome, and I love the attitude. And if the Dolphins are serious about keeping Tua on the field, their offensive line hasn't been great in such a long time. This guy will bring the nastiness that this team needs to get this, this program moving forward to be more physical on the offensive side to get to protect Tua moving forward. But also, I've heard a lot about uh, – thing about Tevin Jenkins and why he's not considered the top three or top two tackles in this draft is because his arms are short. But if you watch his game film, the way he plays and the way he's actually um, projected his game over the last, you know, since he's been there in uh, Oklahoma State, he plays like a chess match every time he's playing with his pass rush where he, he kind of manipulates their pass rush and he brings their arms in, and it's really, it's really awesome when you watch it. And he kind of manipulates where he wants them to go because they try to get an edge on him, and he's like pulls you over, and the next thing you know, you're on the floor. So I think he's a day one right tackle. That's the other thing. He's a, he's a right tackle. I, don't, I wouldn't move him. I wouldn't draft him to put him at left. Just let the guy sit at right tackle. Let him play his position, and I just love everything about him. He's probably my favorite player in the in the first round. I just think he's Man, awesome. I love when Dusty gets all jazzed up yeah. about offensive linemen. You uh, can just if he, if he slips to twenty four, man. I... Well, uh, I'm very excited to talk about that pick with you. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers when we get there. But right now we are in pick nineteen. It was the Washington Football Team, but because of the trade we did, the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. And I agree that Jenkins should stay at right tackle this year. But I'll tell you. I think the Vikings were really upset to hear you call that name for the Dolphins because they they have uh, they have a big need at tackle. They they really need someone there. They have a gaping hole there. And man, now it's like, do you go down to Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, who I, I actually really like, but I, I, this is too early for him. I think. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is going to play on the inside, and they could use an interior offensive lineman. I, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I'm debating between him. There's a few guys they could go with. I'm debating between him. Uh, I'm debating between an edge rusher, although the Vikings really just don't take defensive linemen in the first round like that. And there's another player there, Caleb Fairley out of Virginia Tech, that I think is really interesting. I think that if he didn't get injured, he would be going much higher. I think he's probably just behind Sertain, but I know a lot of people that if it weren't for the injury would have him ahead of Sertain. I think that the Vikings lost uh, a corner due to off-the-field issues, to, to put it mildly. But they did bring in Patrick Peterson, so maybe they don't have to reach for the corner. Anyway, that's my thought process, but at the end of the day... I think I'm going to go with who I think they should take. And that's an edge rusher. So I'm going to look at my list here of the edge rushers I like the most. I think this is a, this is a good spot for Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. I, I think they need the pass rusher. Daniil Hunter had to play as basically the only pass rusher last year, and then he got hurt. 
So I think this team is really, really badly in need of pass rushers. You're in a division with Aaron Rodgers that we think Aaron Rodgers will be there for the next few years. Please go back and listen to our last podcast about how we feel about the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. But nonetheless, the pick is in. What do you think of pay out of Michigan coming in? Prototypical size for that position. Yeah, and and listen, I know a lot of uh, GMs are – are falling in love with Quiddy Pay because of the three cone drill that he ran. They reminded a lot of guys of uh, Jadavian Clowney, and I kind of see a worser version of Jadavian Clowney with Quiddy Pay. He he looks small on screen. I know he's not small. I don't know. It, there's something about him. He, he just doesn't he doesn't do it for me. Um, I probably would have went with Jalen Phillips in Miami if I were you picking that. I know he's had the concussion history, but it's just too scary that concussion. History. I got, I got you there. That's why I don't, I don't knock this pick. And Quiddy Pay probably will go inside the top twenty in the draft, so I'm okay with it. Uh, the, the physical, the physicality, and the agility and the athletic ability is there. Um, I didn't see him have a great season um, for Michigan. There's been guys that come out of Michigan that that have had, you know. Like Taco Charlton came out of Michigan. He didn't. He didn't fan out pretty well. Uh, Taco. Then again, there's Chase Winovich, who I love. I know you know he's a great pass rusher. He hasn't exceeded in run defense yet, so he probably will play like a third down role. Hopefully not, but we'll see what happens. But I'm okay with the pick. Uh, it's a mixed bag, and some 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 GMs will have Quiddy Pay high on their board, and some GMs might not. So, hey. This is the draft, and that's how you only need one. Exactly. Uh, where so, are we? 20? So, oh, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Okay. What are you going to do, Ryan Pace? You're about to get fired. Yeah. What are you gonna do so, we're going to try to win with what we got. Uh, Ugh. I could go a couple of different ways here. I was looking at Caleb Farley. But I don't know if they want to do that here because the back does scare me a little bit. Uh, hmm, I could go. You, with you need a year one contributor. You're right. I will say I said it in their podcast while you're looking at this that I think the Bears are a dark horse to move up. If I was Bears ownership, I certainly wouldn't let them move up for a quarterback. But if I'm Ryan Pace and I know that I'm not good at what I do – but I'm trying to keep my job for a few more years, I would try to trade up for a quarterback. So for selfish reasons, I think they're a dark horse, but they sh- but they should not be moving. They're up. all gone, so that's not happening here. Uh, all right, so I think what we're going to do here is, yes, we are going to try to win this year with Andy Dalton. So I'm going to go with oh. – I don't know if I want to do that. I know you're going with. Just say it. They need it. I'm going to go with the playmaker. I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony in Florida. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Uh, this is a guy that can come into this program here in Chicago, and if we can get him the ball, everyone knows he's one of the most dangerous guys with the ball in his hands, and he can hit pay dirt on any given play, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to implement ways to get him the ball. Kadarius Tony out of Florida. He's got amazing hands. I think he dropped one pass last year, or not any, zero. Um, he's basically a running back at playing the wide receiver when he gets the ball in his hands. Route running could need some work, but – That's what I was going to say. 
That's fine. I don't think Anthony Miller will be here when the season starts, so I think you'll be looking at Allen Robinson, Kadarius Tony, and Darnell Mooney, and that should be more than enough with Andy Dalton. So go Bears. Go Bears. And, you know, if you are thinking for the future with the Bears, and I'm not sure Ryan Pace actually is, but if you are, you have to assume that Allen Robinson is probably not going to be on this team next year. So you're looking at a 2022 season where Darnell Mooney is the only receiver you have that really should be playing in three wide sets because we both think Anthony Miller is going to be gone this year. So I, I think this is the right pick for the Bears. It's a a little bit of a crapshoot, but you're at pick 20. I, I think he's a very exciting player. You just have to refine him, refine his technique. And if you can get his technique right, you always say it's about where you land and who's coaching you. But if you can get the technique right on Tony, he could be an even more special player than what he is right now, which is just an absolute weapon with the with the ball in his hands. Okay, we are on pick 21. We are on the Colts. And I'm very torn because the Colts have a really good team. But when you talk about a hole at left tackle, no one has a hole at left tackle like the Colts have. Anthony Costanzo retired. You know, you just brought Wentz in and you saw what happened to him when his offensive line fell apart. But I, I don't know. I don't think they can take an offensive tackle here. I mean, I think Alex Leatherwood would, is my next guy up. And I think he'd be a really big reach. I don't think they're going to take an interior offensive lineman here in Vera Tucker. So, man, I'm sorry, Colts fans. I know all you wanted was an offensive tackle, but. I think this is where I stopped the slide for Caleb Farley. The back injury is really scary, but if he comes back from that strong, I, I think you have a number one corner here. He's got really great size. He's 6'2", 207. Whenever he's been on the field, he's played really, really great. It's just the back injury. It's the only thing that concerns me, but hey, you're on pick number 21. These are the chances you got to take. Take that swing for an elite player and what could be an elite NFL cornerback, Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech. He's off the board. Good pick. Yeah, like you said, he's only falling because of the issues with the back. This is going to come down to team's medical, and uh, some medical might might say he's fine, and you might have some that say don't touch him. So the thing with Caleb Farley is he's a he's a very physical corner. He's big. He's very fast. And he has all the talent in the world to become a really good corner in the NFL. Uh, even when he gets beat, which is very rare, he catches up and he's not beat anymore. So he's got closing speed like no other. Uh, he's, he's awesome. And it's fun watching him play. Uh, I hope, I hope he's, his back injury is nothing serious. And I, cause I, I, for me as a fan, I kind of want to see him play. So I think it's a good pick. And, uh, I hope it works out for the Colts. All right, Tennessee. We're going to – Don't take my guy. The Jets are next. Do not take my guy. I will flip this table. Shut your face. <laughs> Do not take my guy. I'll freak out. No, I'm not. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go back to what we did – Last year's draft, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the wide receiver position. We're gonna take Terrace Marshall out of LSU. Uh, 
Terrace Marshall is an interesting pick, and Very. I think the goal here is to land Justin Jefferson type of player, and that's what we're going for. We're going to keep A.J. Brown pounding uh, the DBs with his physical prowess, and we're going to try to take the lid off defense with Terrace Marshall. So that's the pick we're going with. Um, hopefully Tannehill can make best of this weapon, and we lost Corey Davis, and we're bringing in Terrace Marshall. You think he's you think he's 20 years old. He's got a lot of room to grow, and what better place to be when with Derrick Henry running the ball and then, you know, catch defense off guard and you hit a bomb upfield. Hopefully he can grow, and if he can be anything like Justin Jefferson, this pick will be money. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I think it fills a big need. It's, uh, you know, he, he's a hard guy to project where he's going to go in this draft. I, I think teams are going to be – all over the place on him, whether he's worthy of going here or whether there's other receivers uh, that are out there like Bateman out of Minnesota that should go ahead of him. So it's not even just the top three receivers that I think are interesting as to what order they're in. But I think also now this back half of the first round, you know, I, I think this gets interesting too. I think that this receiver class is pretty deep as far as like the top eight, nine receivers, I think now we're getting into that second phase where teams are realizing, hey, you know, we were okay not getting one of the top guys because of the depth here, but now we're starting to get into it and we don't want to lose our guy. So, so I think that's a great pick by the Titans. But now, J-E-T-S, the New York Jets are back on the clock. They have Zach Wilson. He's better than Trevor Lawrence. There's a few different ways that we could go here. I'm not going to crush your dreams, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, although I know what you're going to do next, Dustin, with that pick, and, and we're going to talk about that. I think, man, there's, some, there's a few really interesting players here. Dean Milner. <laughs> oh, God, Dean Milner. That guy had the worst Southern drawl accent I've ever heard. After the draft, I was all pumped, and they interviewed him. I couldn't understand a word he said. But, look, I think – Elijah Ver Tucker at the guard position would be a really great pick here. I'd be very happy with that. I think that there's, you know, there's a few edge players there that would be really great. I mean, I, my heart kind of wants to take Jalen Phillips here out of Miami because you signed Carl Lawson, who I think is going to bring a ton of pressures, but he has not yet really converted those into sacks. So to bring a guy opposite him in Jalen Phillips that we know can get to the quarterback, I think that's amazing to have that as bookends. And I think that would be very exciting for years to come. I'm going to go somewhere else, though. And it's a, huge, it's a huge need. And I have to say, I know he's uh, on the smaller side for a cornerback you would want. But, man, I... I am in love with Asante Samuel Jr., and I don't care who knows. Yeah, I, I, it looks like Dustin may not like the pick, but no, I, think, I think he's going to be a really good player. I think he fits a huge need. I'm already having a little remorse that I'm not taking the guard and just building the best offensive line I can. But after this, I, I, don't, I don't love the corners after this. So I'm going to take the last of the top – tier or top two tiers of the corner position with Asante Samuel Jr. For the New York Jets, he's off the board. Let's go Jets. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with Greg Newsom there. Yeah, I thought about it, but I personally, look, maybe the Jets will, uh, but I personally, I like Asante Samuel Jr. more. I have some problems with, with Newsom, honestly. 
Asante Samuel's a good pick. Like you said, he comes from a fam- football family. I love that. You guys weren't able to get the his father, but he's a little bit undersized at the position. But but his father got us plenty of times. Yeah, yes, he did. Uh, I don't know. I I he's been a three year starter in Florida State. He's got the pedigree, you know, playing for a good program. Uh, these are the these are the these are the spots that these guys go, and 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 I think it um it could be considered a bit of a reach, but. If you want your guy, you got to take him. And uh, he's I wanted my guy, good. man. I wanted my guy. He's a good cover corner. And in Sailor's defense, I actually like the fit. So I'm okay with it. All right, Dustin, you've been waiting for this the whole night. The Pittsburgh Steelers at number 24 are on the clock. Yeah. Are you going to make the fans my happy Arizona and give them what they guy, want? Or are you going to be like the Pittsburgh Steelers? This could Steelers? be real. Listen, you know who I'm picking. Ugh. What? I'll tell you after. Go ahead. This is a win-now situation in Pittsburgh. If the only guy that I might pass up uh, the pick that I'm going to make would be probably Tevin Jenkins, possibly. But he's not going to be here. Uh, Najee Harris out of Alabama is the pick. We need to change our backfield. I'm usually so against taking running backs in the first round, but last year was such such a blind spot for us in our offense and it caused a lot of issues uh, from from top to bottom our whole offense approach and this guy is he is everything you want in a running back he's physical he can catch he can block he's just all over the field and I think he can come in here day one take the reins at running back and he will put our offense where it needs to be with our defense playing at an elite level, and it'll put us into Super It'll put the Steelers into Super Bowl contention, and that's the pick that we need to make, what the Steelers need to make, because that's where we're at. Big Ben's going to be here for one more year. Uh, I understand a lot of – I hear a lot of analysts say, don't draft the running back because you can't block for him anyway. This is a deep offensive line class. We can get another one in the second round. Ali Villanueva is still out there. I still have faith that we can maybe work that out to bring him in here back into Pittsburgh. In your dreams. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, so that's the pick. I don't, I, if you want more on that, you can listen to the AFC North episode. I went really in on this. <laughs> yeah, you really went in on this. Dealer. This is the pick. Najee Harris needs to come to Pittsburgh. Make it happen. Listen, I think – He's a great running back. I think he's worthy of going in the first round, which you cannot say for a lot of running backs. But I do still feel like it's it's a luxury pick. Here, here's what here's how I feel about the Steelers. And buckle up, Dustin, or maybe do earmuffs because you're not going to like it. I know they're in win now mode. I know what that's what they're going for. But I don't think this roster in, is in the position to win now. It's a great defense, and yeah, if you could get a more balanced offense, sure, you could make a run. The offensive line is a huge problem, and I think they really need to address it. I think waiting till later in the draft is a huge risk, and I just, you know, here's and here's my big thing. Here's what I'm conflicted on: is the Steelers are an organization that don't necessarily listen to the fan base. They do what's best for the Steelers typically. However, all and their it usually moves, works. yeah, and that and that usually works. But all their moves this year and all their moves last year 
and you can even maybe say the year before, has shown that they really are all in to try to get one more ring with Big Ben. So, you know, this is what everyone thinks is going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if they break Steelers fans' hearts and go offensive line. I think Elijah Barrett Tucker would be a fantastic pick here to get that mauling guard. But hey, you know, I guess the Steelers are going to shoot their shot here one for one last rodeo. And instead of uh, fill some of the needs they have, running back's one of them. They need a more balanced offense. Let's talk about the player. I mean, you, you did a little. He's He can catch the ball amazing. He's, I don't know, 230, 240. I mean, so he is that type of physical freak. I, I think he's really going to have a fantastic career in the NFL, no matter where he lands, which you can't say for all running backs. No, and I said it before. He is Eddie George. He looks like Eddie George. He plays like Eddie George. He does kind of look like Eddie George. And he catches. Well, Eddie, Eddie George looks like a frog, but Najee Harris. You mean? The way, they, the way they their play styles are very similar. I mean, this is the new age Eddie George, and this guy's catching balls. He's just the full – he's the whole kit and caboodle, and I, I, I'm all for it. I, I hope they take him, but I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think they might take Elijah Barrett Tucker. Uh but again, like like I said, whatever they, the Steelers do, I'm always on board with because if there's one thing the Steelers know how to do, that's draft. So, yes, they do. Uh, just look at their wide receiver history of all the players they've drafted in the last ten years. Teams like the Jets and the Patriots and all those other teams that have whiffed on receivers can look at that list and cry. So we're moving on to pick 25. We're on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, usually while you're picking, I'm looking at who I'm going to take, but I was so interested in your Steelers pick. I did not do that. There's a lot of different ways they could go here. You know, I think you have Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, you know, you have some interesting weapons on offense. You got a number one receiver, but you could really use help with the wide receiver position. I think Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota is a player that probably should have been gone already. Uh, but this is, you know, about his sweet spot. I think that is an interesting pick. I think Urban Meyer may do that. But I'm going to do what I think is best for the Jaguars. And I know it's another position that doesn't always go high in the draft. But, look, this defense fell apart after a couple of years ago when they, when they made that run to the AFC Championship game. You know, you lost Jalen Ramsey, who was really a big part of your identity on defense. It's a passing league. I'm going to go with the best safety in the draft and Trayvon Mulrig out of TCU. He's got great size. There's really, you know, as he grows, I don't really think there's anything he can't do. And I think he's going to be a fantastic player in anyone's backfield. And the Jaguars just need some bodies back there. Yeah, and this is this is the pick I would have made if, if, uh, if I was picking for the Jaguars. Uh, I think it's Mayrig. Um, but I wasn't he, sure. He's uh he, he's a he's a flyer on the field. He's uh he covers a lot of range for a safety. Uh, not afraid to hit people. Um, when you watch a TCU game film, you, you'll know who he is. He right pops. He's, yeah, he pops. He's all over the place. Um, he's a really good football player, and I I'm glad you picked him because there was a couple spots that I, I was actually looking at him for the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins. The football team. The football team. I never make that mistake. Dan Snyder, leave the team, and we'll start calling them the football team. But, uh, yeah, this is a good spot for him, and Urban Meyer said it. Man. 
he wants to play fast and furious, and this guy definitely fits that mold. All right, so we are now up to the 26th pick, the Cleveland Browns, the soon-to-be number one team in the AFC North, in my opinion. You're going to hate that, Dustin, but you got to pick for your division rival here. Cleveland Browns, what are you doing? Not picking for this shitty squad. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Uh, for the Browns, um, well, they just signed Jadavian Clowney, so we're not. Yeah, and they released Sheldon Richardson, my boy. Yeah. Um, so what I think we're gonna do here is we're gonna get Baker Mayfield some help. And yeah, I like dig, it. Dig into the wide receivers, and I'm gonna go with Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Love it. Um, I don't think. I'm not a fan of Odell Beckham. I've said it many a times. And I think uh, they, they, at some point they will move on from him. So I think it's best to bring in another receiver in here to open this offense a little bit more. Uh, if Odell Beckham does play and, you know, becomes anything for this team other than a distraction, uh, with him, Jarvis Landry playing his natural slot position, you put Bateman outside and he's – He's a, he's a huge threat. He's six foot two. He's 200 pounds. He's a physical receiver. He's fast. Um, he's led the league in the, uh, led the nation in yards per route run when he was on the field, which is something that this team needed. Uh, as I expressed on the AFC North episode, I, I want to see Baker throw the ball deep more. Um, I think that's one thing that they're missing. Obviously, when Beckham went down, it kind of went away. But I feel like they were forcing passes to Beckham. Um, so I think Bateman will be a, a huge addition to this offense, uh, along with their extremely talented backfield, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, one more receiver in here will make this thing come full circle and much more powerful. Yeah, I love the pick. Look, Jarvis Landry, you know where he's playing. He's playing in the slot. Uh, you know, you don't have much. I mean, I like Richard Higgins, but not really enough to, to not take a receiver to play opposite Beckham Jr. this year, you know, Beckham Jr. gets hurt all the time lately and very small chance that Beckham Jr. is going to be on this team after 2021. So I think they do need to start investing in this position. And this is exactly who I would have picked here if I was a Cleveland Brown. So good pick. Go Browns. Am I right? You are totally wrong. So moving on, we are at pick 27. We are sticking with the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. I think that if, if Bateman was there when they're on the clock, that would be really intriguing. I know everyone wants them to take a receiver. There's a few more decent receivers there, but I don't think that's where they're going to go here. Uh, not with the board falling this way. You know, I think the Baltimore Ravens have lost their best pass rusher back-to-back -back years over the last two off-seasons. So they need to bring another one in here. I really like J Jalen Phillips, the player. He's got the off-field issues, which I don't think would scare the Ravens, but I just, with the concussions, look, not only is it scary, uh, but you have to look at this the way the owners are looking at this as a business. It's the first-round picks are just huge assets. You could lose it if he has one more concussion. You never know. I mean, he had to re he retired when he was playing in college. Well, so, he, was, he was forced into retirement at UCLA. Right. They know the, the, yeah, I think he had three concussions in one year. That we that we know of. So I, I think this is a guy that is hard to see getting uh, a second 
contract unless he absolutely stays healthy. And by second contract, I mean like a major second contract. I love him here, but I'm going to go with Aziz Ajulari out of University of Georgia. He's a young player. He's a little on the smaller side for what you want out of your pass rushers, but I'm going to call back to another really good Ravens pass rusher that they had years ago when they stole Elvis Doomerville from the Denver Broncos. I know you like hearing that name. Yeah. He was an undersized pass rusher as well. And uh, so I don't think they're going to shy away from that. I think Aziz Ajulari, you know, aside from the size, uh, is a really fantastic pass rusher. I think they needed to get one in here. It was one of their biggest needs, and it was probably one of the best players on the board. So I'm surprised we didn't have more edge rushers, honestly, off the board at this point. Uh, yeah, this this class, uh, when I was doing research and all my game film studies, I, I noticed the, it was very thin at pass rusher. Um, to go along with what you said, I understand the concern uh, with Jalen Phillips and why he'd be passed up. Um, but I think Aziz Ajuari has – He's got some he's, – he's very explosive. Uh, he is a little bit on the lighter side for a pass rusher, um, but he's got a mean cross chop that makes up for it. So he sure does. He'll bring, he'll bring that up to uh, – and then he'll become a rat bird and turn in his dog collar. So that's cool. Um, but <laughs> yeah, if thanks Jaylen for leaving Phillips, your bias out of it, Dusty. Always. If Jalen Phillips gets passed up, the other guy you can look at is Gregory Rosal from uh, Miami, also. But I can, I, I can definitely see this happening with uh, Azuari coming to Baltimore. Twenty-eighth pick, the New exactly. Orleans Saints. You are on the clock. You are entering the post-Drew Brees era with either Winston or you know we'll see. But you're on the clock. What are you gonna do? Me and you. Uh, let's see. TikTok. I am going to go with. Him. I'll talk a little while you're looking here. The Saints, they can use a corner. They Oof. can certainly use another receiver. You know, at the second level on their defense, they could certainly use some help. Maybe interior offensive line here. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna reach for one here. Okay. All right. Let's see what you got, uh, Sean Payton. I, I kept looking at this, and I probably would have taken Caleb Farley, but you've taken him already with the Colts. And I am going to look at Aaron Robinson out of UCF because what? I think, don't sleep on Aaron Robinson, man. He's probably the best slot corner in this draft. Tell me more. I just did. He's a slot corner. He's very good at covering the slot. He's probably the best slot corner in this draft if they're, you know, comparing him to anybody else. Uh, being in the NFC South, he's going, they need to cover the slots. Um, Self-explanatory there. But yeah, the Bucks are bringing it there. I was looking at Greg Newsom, but there's just not, a, there's just not enough film for me, for him. Um, and he's also a, a majority of his own corner, and I don't think that'll fit the mold here. So I don't think Aaron Robinson will fall to their second-round pick. So I, like you said, if you want your guy, you take him here. And I would have went receiver, but I just don't think any of the receivers on the board will really fit the mold that 
you know, this team needs with Michael Thomas dominating the slot snaps and underneath stuff. Uh, Kadarius Tony would have been nice, but he's not here anymore. So I'm going to go with Aaron Robinson at a UCF and we'll have him man the slot right away when he comes into town. All right, listen, you know, it may have been a reach, but I, I actually think slot corner is underratedly the most, like such an important position. I mean, in today's NFL, receivers are moving all around. You're seeing a lot of four or five wide sets and it's much harder to play the slot when you cannot use the boundary to assist you in your coverage is a very hard position to play. It's so important in today's league. So the Saints definitely need uh, some help at corner. So, hey, listen, if it's if it works out for them, it's a great pick. So, uh, you know, it's not a reach if, if it fills that huge need and gets you over the hump, at least on that side of the ball. So the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Don't mess this up. I'm good. Uh, listen. Dude. I I am I the trade Green Bay the Packers. No, we already did trades. I'm the Green Bay Packers, and I have not shown any impulse to get Aaron Rodgers help on the receiving threats. Come on, and, you're the guy that's perfect for this team. You know, I think the next couple guys here are small. I, I as from a height Very perspective, small. and I don't think I can make those picks. I don't think they're the type of team to do what yeah. their fans want, obviously, because they selected Jordan Love. So, Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry to break your heart. I, I am not taking a receiver. I am going to take what I think right now is probably the best player on the board and should not have fallen this far. And in real life, I do not think he'll fall this far. Elijah Vera Tucker, interior offensive lineman out of USC. I think he's going to be great on day one. I think he's already a, a great uh, pass protector. You can put him at guard. You could slide one of your existing guards over to center. Uh, I think this immediately gives your run game a boost. I think it helps Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if the receiver talent is here right now in the first round to take that plunge after we had that huge run on receivers throughout the top half of this draft. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm sorry, Packers fans. Oh, man. I, I get I get what you said about the... Who would you have taken there? I like, I'm a huge Elijah Moore fan. I really yeah. like him a lot. I get the size thing could be an issue, but Jesus Christ, man. If we could just get a receiver and a draft... <laughs> help We're not going to do it for you, Aaron. We don't care about oh, you. We're man. building for Jordan Love and to pound the rock. With, you know, you our fullback size running backs. Do you think Jordan Love has any trade value? No, no. I, I think his only shot, I think there's only two possible outcomes for Jordan Love. I think that he will be the next Aaron Rodgers, or I think he will be one of the worst draft picks we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Not even because he may be so bad or mediocre. It's because you did this in your last few years with Aaron Rodgers when you could have gone and chased the ring. You know, uh, there's so many receivers you could have taken here last year and and you chose not to, and now they're not here. So you could, you know, maybe Elijah Moore, I know you're a big fan. I think it's a little bit of a reach for someone of his size in the first round. I love Elijah Moore, man. But I, I, let's just talk about Elijah Tucker. Yeah, uh, he deserves it. Tell me about he, it. He'll, he'll be drafted 
in the first round for sure. I think there's there's too much talent there to pass up. Um, he's got actually better grades than some of the guys that already went. He he doesn't have the same um, quote unquote abilities that some of the other guys do, but he's he's definitely worthy of a first round pick. He's a good he's a good pass protector. He could run block no problem. Um, showed no no glimpses of 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 not wanting to pick a player like this. I think the Steelers might look at him if Najee Harris isn't the pick. So we'll see what happens. He, he probably will play on the interior for Green Bay. Um, I don't know if he'll take Lindsley's spot at center, but uh, we'll see what happens. But it's a good pick. I, I just uh, – it just hurts. I know. It's tough. It's tough for Aaron Rodgers and it's tough for Packers fans. I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers will like the protection, but at the same time, you know, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to be thinking – or – you could have just paid Lindsley, kept my all pro center here and and gotten me some help. You could have also done this last year instead of taking Jordan Love. So that's you know, why I think I think that's why they probably looking at players like this. Maybe that's why they let, let Lindsley go. I, I don't know. I can't make sense. Sure. So that's the 29th pick. And with the 30th pick, the Buffalo Bills the team of my dreams for 2021 that I think is going to have the MVP on their team. And I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl. You're on the clock. So I'm going to go with, I think I pretty much had this figured out. Before. The Chiefs are on deck. Don't take my guy. Nah, I'm not. Well, I might. I'm going to go with Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. Oh, I love that pick. So uh, I think this is the type of player um, I know he tore his ACL late. In Twice. Season. Yeah, it's a little scary. But <clears throat> uh, the other guy I was looking at, Jalen Phillips, and I just feel like, as you mentioned many times on our episodes, the center position is severely underrated. And I think I love is, centers, man. This is the type of guy that he literally is an all-world talent. He has the ability to be the best center in the NFL. He's I think the Steelers guy. should consider him, by the way. Yeah, it's possible. It's just like the leg injury is a little scary. So yeah, I think this late and a team that doesn't have the holes that the Steelers do have in the Buffalo Bills, this is the type of player, if he comes in here and plays, he could change that offensive line, which is what they need. Their offensive line isn't the greatest. And this is the type of guy that you want to start a new attitude, a new, a new overhaul, a new, a new offensive line to look much better at and he will anchor the offensive line, and he will make everyone around him better. And that's what Josh Allen needs, even though Josh Allen had an MVP like a year last year. This team moving forward, these are the these are the pieces that put you over the, the hump to get a, you a ring. And uh, I just love everything about Landon Dickerson, his attitude. He's a locker room guy. Everyone loves him. Um, I think at, uh, if he comes into this league and doesn't have any issues with the ACL tear, which – don't get me wrong, ACL tear is a significant injury, but I think in today's age, I, I feel like it's not what it used to be. These players It's come also back. an offensive lineman. It's also a center. Yeah, these players come back from these injuries, and there's usually no issues with it. So I'm not really worried about it. This is the only reason why he's going to fall, and these are the spots that players like this go with injuries like that. Um, so this is the pick I had, and I kept it. That's I think this is the pick they should make. All right, I, I love the pick. I really want him to be a first-rounder. It's uh, I, I think he's very deserving of it to overcome those ACL tears. 
you know, is a lot, but uh, I think he's a great player. And like you said, I think he's going to be an anchor no matter. He's one of those players that it doesn't matter where he lands. I think he's going to be great. And I think it's a good pick for the Bills who just continue to build the right way. It's man, I'm a Jets fan, and I just I can't stop crushing on this team, man. I, I love the Buffalo Bills. It's the only team in New York. So, all right, the Kansas City only, Chiefs. The only good team in New York. Well, yeah, that's also true, unfortunately. But Zach Wilson's here, so we're okay. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I hate Danny Dimes. I can't even call him that. The Kansas City Chiefs with the 31st pick are on the board. You know, I know everyone wants them to take an offensive lineman, and there are some there they could take. You know, what I will say for the Chiefs is that no one signed Eric Fisher or Mitchell Schwartz. I, I think it's very possible that they are going to come back for, for less money. Uh, especially if they can prove that they're healthy. You can't rely on that if they're not in your team. Uh, I think a player like Alex Leatherwood, you would have to take a really long look at right here. I've said his name a few times. I really like him. I just, I'm just not sure he's going to go in the first round. I would not blame the Chiefs for doing that here, but look, the Chiefs are a really good team. I think they can afford to go best player available. So I think they're going to go to one of the top players on their board right now, which also happens to fit a huge need. And that's going to be Zavin Collins out of Tulsa. Uh, I think he's uh, a physical specimen at 6'4", 260, and to be able to move the way that he does. And, you know, they, they need the depth of linebacker. So there's a few ways I could have gone there. Offensive line would have been great. I think receiver would be really interesting. I mean, hey, and I'm sure Andy Reid is thinking I lost Sammy Watkins. Let me get him Elijah Moore and get him just another special weapon. Although, you know, you have Nicole Hardman and, and Tyree Kill there. I, I think they would probably want a bigger prospect at receiver, similar to the size of a Sandy Watkins. So in any event, I, I'm taking the linebacker out of Tulsa, and I think the Chiefs are happy with it. Yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, That's one of the holes they have on their roster is linebacker. Uh, David sure. Collins is, is a really – is a great talent. He's he's a big boy, um, but he's able to cover too. Uh, I think he's six five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> I actually would want him to go in the first round because I think he's deserving of it. He just gets overlooked because there's two other spots, at the, two other players at the position that are you, they're very good also. So uh, not not a lot of teams burn first round picks on linebackers. So I hope Zayvon Collins becomes a first round pick, and this is the spot that I had him actually. So we agreed on that. Um, Anthony Hitchens is there now, but his contract way overpriced, and I don't, I don't think he'll be here long. So I think they're going to look to replace him with a player like this. So I'm all for it. All right, finish us off, man. We are at the end of the first round. We did it. The Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, host of WrestleMania. You just had such a great week. You are on the board. You're feeling good. What are you going to do here? Are you going to go with the pick that everyone's mocking to them? Who's everyone mocking to them? I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Travis at the end going there. No. Uh, this is uh, this is just the classic Tom Brady just getting weapons uh, and they just fall in his lap. And this is – I'm picking Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore is as crisp as a route runner as you will find. He's got top-end speed that's – right up there with some of the, not the, not the elite 
the elite guys that are going you know, the first three, but he's right behind them. And it's a damn shame that he fell this far in the draft. And they're going to, the Bucks just got much better. Uh, they don't need to sign Antonio Brown now because this kid is an amazing talent. And he's, Does Tom Brady like slot receivers? Exactly. And he played slot receiver for Ole Miss and he, his game film was awesome. And I love the way he moves. His route running, like I said already, is crisp. At this stage of his early you know, career, he's only going to get better. And where else to get better than playing with the greatest athlete, football player, oh, sports Just player. Stop it. Just <laughs> amazing, amazing spot to fall for Elijah Moore. He'll be right smack in the middle with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And it really sucks that they got him, but Elijah Moore at Ole Miss, and that'll wrap up the draft. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. I think this is a really good spot for Elijah Moore. He's surrounded by monsters. They will let him run free. Man, it really feels like they're going to sign it, re-sign Antonio Brown, though. So that's the only thing I'm a little conflicted about here, but it totally even if Even if they do, how long is, what is he going to sign, a one-year deal? Yeah, but also you're you're drafting the slot receiver, not just for Tom Brady. You're drafting him because he's a good prospect, but you know you know Tom Brady's going to want him on the field. You know, oh, don't yeah. forget they have uh, the kid they drafted late last year that showed some promise. What's his name in Tampa? Oh, uh, I really uh, liked him last year. I wanted to draft like him. Too. Johnson, uh, Ty Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson. So you know he's going to a second year. So. You know, I think this is a little bit of a luxury pick. Uh, I, I, I've been seeing a lot of Travis Etienne going there. I have no idea if I'm saying your name I was right, gonna take, I was going to take Jalen Phillips, but I just need – I'm a GM, man, and I have a Super Bowl team. Too scary. Going back, you know, with a chance to go back, what more better do you want than to just get more weapons? Yeah, you know, what I will say is that uh, for Travis Etienne at this spot, you know, it's nice that you get the fifth-year option. On, on, a, on a running back, you don't have to pay him that second contract. I know that's heartless, but that's the reality of the situation is you can keep him there for five years and then use him up and let him go. I think he's a great pass catcher. You know, I think that uh, Ronald Jones and Fournette are on one-year deals. So I think you're looking at a situation where next year you're going to have a really barren running back room. Yes, they did take Vaughn last year. So probably, I, you know, I, I don't think they really like him much, even though it's still early and they got to let him develop more. But uh, I could see Tom Brady, you know, banging his fist on the table for a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield like this, just like he would for a slot receiver. So this is, a, think deep, this is a deep running back class, though. There's a lot of running backs that I like in the later rounds. Well, you know what? I'm going to segue right off that because I was going to say we should talk about a few players that we did not draft in the first round today that we like. And I am going to take the guy that you want to talk about when you say that. Uh, Javante Williams, I think, is going to be a great starting running back in this league. I am praying that the Jets get him later in the draft. And uh, I, I don't think I've really seen a running back coming out that breaks tackles like that. And... Uh, I think he's going to be great. So I don't think he's going in the first round. You know, they're saying third round, but I could see a team taking the plunge in the second, and I would not be upset at all if it's the Jets. So that's the guy I'm going to pick as the guy that we did not draft here today that I love. Uh, give me someone you like that we didn't draft. Give me a few. Uh, well, do you want first rounders or do you want? There's a few guys we missed that should have probably gone in the first round. 
I love Jalen Phillips. I really do. I think me he, too. I know he's got all the 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 tools. He's got he's a, the one of the only pass rushers in this draft that's capable of being an elite pass rusher in the NFL. He has Ben. Uh, agreed. He might be the only one. Yeah, he has Ben. He has um, a whole arsenal of weapons that he mixes up. He's never caught doing the same thing. He's a very very tough block the tackles. Uh, he's just very animated on the line. And, um, I think he will go in the first round. I don't Me too. Someone's going to take that plunge. Yeah, so I I think Minnesota would be a team that might want to take him. I know you took Quiddy Pay, which is the other way they could go. If I was doing it, I probably would have took bit the bullet and took the chances with him. The concussions do scare me, but uh, we'll see what happens on that. There's a, there's a few running backs, but one of my favorite running backs in this class – Probably won't be drafted till day two. Is Kylan Hill? Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State. Um, I think he's going to be a surprise running back in this league. Um, watch out for him. <clears throat> he won't go in the first round, but I also like uh, someone that could sneak in the first round is Rondell Moore from Purdue. Uh, yeah, he's cool. I like the, him. Only, the only thing about him is he's very small, um, but he's. He's a game changer. He's a guy that I was looking at with uh, Tampa Bay, but I just feel like Elijah Moore is just a little bit more polished, a little bit more of a receiver. Rondell Moore is just more of like a running back type of gadget guy that just if you give the ball an open space, he's dangerous. I also like De'Ami Brown out of North Carolina. Uh, he's a uh, very good uh, route runner. He's dangerous on deep passing. He probably – he's a guy that can, that maybe enters the – back into the first round. Maybe a team like the Saints might want to reach on him. I just thought the slot corner was more uh, more important for the division that they play in. Um, those are the guys I think off of my head, top of my head. So, so I got a few here. You know, we mentioned uh, Greg Newsom, cornerback out of Northwestern a few times, but neither yes. of us ended up yep. drafting him. I think he is a first rounder. I, yes, there's, there's just not a lot on him to watch. So I think that's why you and I hesitated with him, but, but I do think he has the physical pedigree of a first rounder, you know, those corners, corners with those kind of attributes and what you've seen on him so far, they really just don't escape the first round. You want that fifth year option on him. So I think that's one that you're going to see go in the first round. Uh, you know, uh, another uh, linebacker type or edge player out of Penn state, uh, Jason, Away, I don't know if I'm saying that right, yeah. but you know, he's up there. He's a player that I would he's not. A guy, be surprised. He's a guy that's all basically. Uh, his whole draft stock is based on what he could be. Uh, he didn't really right. do much in, in Penn State, unfortunately, so that kind of scared me away. Um, I don't know. I, I I saw you know his game film, but like everyone else, if you keep looking at that, you probably won't even put him in the first round. But he could go. He could go in the first round based off, what, like I said, what he could be. Uh, the other guy that we passed up on was uh, Gregory Rosal, who I, another player I do like. It's just there's just other talent that's on that draft board, and it just doesn't, you know, for me, I don't know. I I I, I, I like his game. Um, he's actually a really uh, he's a much better run defender than he gets credit for. He's got long arms. He's a good pass rusher. He's got a bull rush. Not too many weapons like his teammate Jalen Phillips. But uh, I, 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 I see Quiddy Pay going before these guys a lot. So once that happens, uh, I, I feel like one of the – one of not Quiddy Pay, 
one of these two Miami guys might fall to the late first or maybe out of the first. And it might be Jalen Phillips because of the concussions, or it could be Rosal because of just the limited uh, weaponry that he has on his on his line. But that's stuff that you can teach, you know. Like it's like I always say, you know, it all end up, ends up where you go. Sure, I got a few last ones here. You know what I will say is, I'm glad that you took Kadarius Tony. I had him here to mention after we did our mock draft because I was not sure if he was going to go. A lot of people seem to believe that he's not really a first-round talent because he's just not refined enough. It's He's not someone that can come in and just play the receiver position right away. But he's so electric with the ball in his hands that I do think, again, it only takes one. And, and that's all it took here. I, I think that someone might end up taking that plunge. You know, I mentioned Alex Leatherwood's name, offensive tackle out of Alabama a few times. I think he's a really good player. And... If anyone feels like they have the need and wants to take that plunge, they can. Uh, you know, I had Dickerson checked here as a guy to talk about after. I'm so glad you picked him because I, I love that player uh, center. And, and I already spoke about Javante Williams. So that's all I got on these first rounders and, and the players close to it right now. Give me, give, close us out. Give me one more player. Wyatt Davis out of Wisconsin. Yes. Hasn't played since 2018. Uh, I know. So... I think he tore up his knee and then he opted out. So, but he was a five-star recruit. He's supposed to be an all-world talent. He's a guy that could sneak in to the first round. I, I don't think he will, but it's an honorable mention. So, All right. That, that's an honorable mention to close out the draft prospects. I'll tell you what, Dawson, next year we're going to start earlier and we're going to, and we're going to, we're going to do a seven round mock. We're going to get real crazy with it, but this was a lot of fun. I'm so excited for the draft. I, I hope that you guys, uh, if you're listening, let us know what you think of the player we drafted to your team, where, where you want them to go. Instagram at New Age Footballers, Twitter at NA Footballers. Come fight me on Twitter. I'm ready to go and I'm ready to defend my Jets and I guess my Bills since I seem to be in love with them these days. I got my Undisputed Era shirt on right here. So I I'm ready for a fight. And, yeah, bro. and that's it. We out. Peace.